Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, just figure I'd pop in here, do a little bit of uh, fucking. Uh, okay, he's posting the link. Um, to figure I'd do a little bit of the show real quick, you know, probably an hour or so. I don't want to, you know, predict exactly what I'm going to do, but I don't think it's going to be a two hour show tonight. Uh, I got a few things I wanted to get to. One of which being, uh, I just wanted to get back where I left off. Last week, um, I, for whatever reason, I just like lost connection on this thing. I heard like a click, and then on my screen it said like, yeah, your, your mic, uh, whatever the fuck, lost connection. Uh, kind of like a disconnected call type thing, you know what I mean? But um, I couldn't just like reconnect, so it was just it. Um, I was just about done with what I was saying. But I, I, you know, I wasn't fully closed out. Uh, the topic was about CZW and, um, you know, its demise and, and how it's just terrible. And how the students and um, uh, 
uh, MLJ and those guys are just, you know, playing the deny game where they go, no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. It's fucking great. And CZW's always been like this. And, you know, it, it's really great. And it's fucked up you'd say that. And, you know, like that that's their overall kind of uh, thought on it. But understand that, like, I love CZW well, well before these motherfuckers even showed up. Um, for the majority majority of the fans, the majority of the wrestlers weren't anywhere near CZW when I showed up. So, um, you know, and and I was only a fan. I mean, I'm not trying to take any form of credit. I was just there supporting the company as far as being a fan and really, really loved and defended it every chance I got. Um, so seeing what it is now, it's not just like... The, the need to hate something like I really like this. I keep saying this, but it's the truth. I'm really not a wrestling fan anymore. Um, I get on this shit and I, I enjoy to talk about some things and some things come up on the Facebook and I more or less follow it through that. And I'll follow things, you know, through results and this and that. And occasionally I'll watch a match or something like that, but I'm not, I have zero plans to ever attend a wrestling show again. And, um, I just, you know, I, I rarely watch a show. I, you know, I'll watch like a deathmatch show or something. Cause that's like a quick, you know, shock, all, all that type of shit. Let's see what kind of crazy shit they do. And, and that's about it. And, you know, I, it's weird because I was never really like the blood mark, quote unquote. I wasn't like the only deathmatch guy. Like I, I really liked wrestling and all sorts of different forms, but, um, I don't know. It's just for many reasons, it's, just uh not not what I'm into anymore um there's a lot about it but um this uh th- this whole thing like I said with uh with Kit I, I you know I Kit is a dude who I think is talented Kit Kit is a dude who I think should be further in his career cuz it was a long time ago that he was you know one move jobbing out to Robert Anthony and the same thing with G's back in the arena. That was a, that was a long time ago. This dude is like a forever student, which is kind of what DJ is, but DJ just had the money to buy out the fucking company and never really had any talent at all. So he kind of just threw money, forced himself on everybody's, uh, you know, form of entertainment that they chose. And, and that's just what DJ was. And DJ is, I mean, he, no one was ever looking forward to seeing DJ and it's not cause he's such a phenomenal heel. We used to look forward to seeing heels faces, the whole fucking crew of CZW. I reflect on when CZW was the shit and the heels, the faces, all of that shit. I give them all credit. I, I looked forward to seeing all those motherfuckers. And, uh, I mean, look, Zandig versus Lobo fucking super heel Lobo fucking, Burying the boss, trying to take over, fucking, you know, stealing the company from him, beating the shit out of him. Like, really, like, they went above and beyond. And, uh, I mean, some crazy, crazy shit. And the build in their feud was crazy. It was really good. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't like, oh, I fucking hate Lobo. I never, I never felt like that. I've never been like, uh, oh, I hate the bad guy. <laughs> I've never been that. DJ blows. DJ's always blown. And that's that's why I don't want to see or hear fucking DJ speak or watch him wrestle or anything like that, because he sucks at it. He stares like his eyes fucking wander off into the ceiling when he cuts a promo. 
Like he just—he's just an awkward fucking dude who's in like really strange shape. Like he was fat for a long time. And he's just like, Ophi. You know, he just. There's just nothing entertaining about DJ Hyde. But he bought a company that had a, a whole big following and then decided he was just going to do what he felt like doing with it because it's his company. And for the students now that are coming up and want to defend it, but look, I, I get that. I completely get that. I'm not going to agree with a fucking single thing you're saying. But I understand that, like, imagine Ring of Honor just completely went to the shit, but it's still called Ring of Honor. It's still the company that was built with American Dragon and Loki and Xavier from day one. And then, you know, brought in with the AJ Styles and CM Punk and you know the Briscoes and countless count homicide and so many people who came in and built Ring of Honor. That's still the legacy of Ring of Honor. So now if all of a sudden there was a bunch of fucking students that were getting a fast pass in the Ring of Honor, I wouldn't blame them for wanting it to be as prestigious as it once was. If they can talk somebody into an argument or a discussion where CCW is still relevant, then fuck, they have a spot on one of the most relevant independent companies on the East Coast for the past almost 20 fucking years. Why would they not want to be part of that? So I don't, I don't, I don't blame them for taking the stance that they do. But to me, a person who was down from fucking very, very early on in CZW, I don't want to say day one, because they started in 99, I showed up in 2001, and, and for over a decade, attended every single month, like good, bad, whatever the fuck, I was there every single month, most of it front row, um, early on I wasn't, and then it was pretty much front row from there on out, um, so, it just sounds ridiculous to me. Um, MLJ, you know, again, I've gone over this dude, you know, many times on the show and how I just think he's a jerk off. I just, I think he's a jerk off. He, he was shit faced on the, the TOD where I got cut, came over just about drooling on me, trying to crack jokes and shit. And like, you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't even have like a member of the fucking staff look at me yet with the fucking shit ripped open and, Again, I'm not complaining that, you know, people, oh, you're still whining about the cat. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, go go cut yourself like that at somebody's fucking show before you talk shit to me about anything. Because, you know, it, it, it wasn't a big deal. You didn't see me on the floor fucking crying. I pretty much uh, just sat there, like, fucking annoyed that it cut through my tattoos. So, it was what it was. DJ paid the hospital bill, which was pretty expensive. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I needed stitches and all of that shit. But anyway, um... He was just shit-faced. And um, to me, like, that looks like trash anyways, your ring announcer. But then, like, he, he kind of, you know, there was an accident that happened with me. And then he, he's over there, like, bringing his fucking drunk bullshit towards me. He shot me a message saying, like, hey, man, like, I'm sorry. That's not like me and this and that. And because, like, I was an alcoholic, um, I don't I don't subscribe to the you're an alcoholic forever shit. Um, I was a severe alcoholic. I've been sober for five years. If I drank one fucking bit of alcohol, I'd be an alcoholic again. But as long as I never drink alcohol again, as far as I'm concerned, I'm an ex-alcoholic. Uh, that's just the way I look at things. I've never been in a program. This is the way I choose to view it. Um, I, I can't have a single beer, a single shot, a single anything without being an alcoholic again. And I don't plan on ever being one again. So uh, it's in my nature. And um, I know that if... I headed down that road. That's what I would be. So I already know the blueprint of that type of behavior. I know um, doing dumb shit, apologizing in the morning, and going back to doing dumb shit at night. 
Like, I already know that. I used to, every morning, I used to sign on to fucking Facebook and fucking cringe and look at my fucking inbox like, what the fuck did I start last night? Because I definitely lost fucking focus at some point. And I don't know who the fuck I got into it with. And there was a lot of times apologies needed to be made. So, um, I already know. Like, and, and I wasn't up for any bullshit apologies. And I said, dude, it, it is exactly you. That That's what you are and shit. No, 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 no. You know, a couple of months to a year later or whatever, he's on GCW, the drunkest commentator I've ever heard. Like, so fucking wasted. The fact that he was on mic for, like, the majority of that show before they finally pulled him was just, like, unbelievable. Like, I- I've never heard commentary like that shit before. It was, like, just fucking crazy. Like, go find, like, uh, you know, go to a party and the drunkest motherfucker at the party, like, let him commentate a motherfucking wrestling match so that's what it was and i just just got that vibe about this dude like yeah this dude's on on some bullshit so yeah he's been around the wrestling business for a little while and you know he's obviously learned some things and you know he runs the dojo wars over there which is a student show it's a student show that gets like 30 people in the fucking building you're not going to talk me into dojo wars is fire get the fuck out of here it's a student show and now half of those fucking students are getting main fucking um, roster spots because, again, it's just spots are there. It's cheap. Everybody knows this fucking formula. If you could fucking bring on the guys that are students, you barely have to pay those guys, if at all, to have a spot on the fucking main show. If you're flying in this guy and that guy, well, then that's spending a lot of money. So if you're able to put on an entertaining product and their way of doing that is doing the best they can with the Dojo War students. And then having them fucking argue with people on the internet to try to talk them into CZW being relevant. It's it's not that. Like I said, uh, um, the fuck's his name? Um, Zach Wentz. They gave him the fucking uh, wire title. They couldn't even get him back to the fucking company to, to drop the fucking title. He had to drop the title to someone else who they really didn't want to have the title, but... Yeah, Ace Austin was like, hey, you know, we'll give it to him because he's there, and then we'll have him drop the fucking title to uh, the Blackwater student at the next show. What the fuck? So they, that's what they did. And um, it just, it all just looks like trash. You got your, your champion returning against a challenger who's returning. And that's the, you're the best of our best or better than our best or whatever the fuck you're talking about. And then you have other guys like with like, something they're calling a tournament but it's like fucking four guys or some shit like fighting each other to get a shot at the title while the other guy who's returning to the company is fighting the also returning champion and like it's just it's just such just calamity it's just like there's nothing fucking good looking about czw it's crazy it's absolutely crazy um so anyway um but, you know, again, MLJ got on his high horse and started talking shit. No, this is how it always was and this and that. You're not going to talk me into what I fucking I experienced, what I saw. Um, and then uh, the other thing I just want to make a comment on. Uh, he, he posted some shit on one of those uh, Kid Osborne threads that uh, how come everybody has a podcast now except for me or some shit like that. First off, asshole. I've had a podcast, I've been doing this for eight fucking years, so why don't you go back eight fucking years, and when you get back eight years before right now, 
figure out who else besides me was really covering CZW on a regular basis, was bringing CZW wrestlers on on a regular basis, was talking about every single show that CZW had. Why don't you go back in that? So, so don't, don't comment on me on, like, why does everyone have a podcast? Because all these other dickhead podcasts, including the CZW podcast that was a pile of shit, absolute unlistenable pile of shit. So your company, you know, you, you put on things like that, and then you think you could, like, smart ass, like, hey, why has everybody got a podcast? I got the same fucking question for you, bro. Because there is so many garbage podcasts out there, no personality having motherfuckers. I'm the realest motherfucker on podcasts, straight the fuck up, and nobody could tell me any different. Now, I mean, you can call that arrogant, you call it whatever you want to go, but I, I speak my fucking opinion 100% straight up. I'm not worried about anybody's fucking feelings. I'm not going out of my way just to fucking bash people just to do it or to get attention or any kind of shit like that. I'm just giving you my unfiltered fucking feelings. Most motherfuckers out there are not doing that shit at all. So it is what it is. Um, so maybe maybe you should ask DJ, like, hey, why the fuck do we have a podcast? Because I, And I think they ended that. I could be wrong, but I think they ended that because it was a colossal failure. Um, so, yeah. That, that's pretty much all I wanted to say about that whole thing. Um, you know, on one hand, it's a shame. But it was a shame when I was going. I was still going to CZW down the end. And I would see an, an occasional show. And we'd have our complaints. We'd have DJ on. We'd, you know, uh, and, and, you know, me on, on this show. And, you know, Shaheen on uh, THT. You know, they, they would have him on. And they'd question him, why, why is this going on? And why the fuck aren't you doing this? And, like, what the fuck's going on with this? And he'd just give excuse after excuse and bullshit excuse after excuse. And then he would just pretty much say, like, it's my company at the end of the day, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And then, look, once competition actually showed up, they just fucking walked away. The fans walked the fuck away. They don't, they don't have to be told that, like, look, I'm just going to do whatever I want, whether you like it or not. Like, okay, you go ahead and do that and give us a call. Let us know how it's going because we're not going to be here anymore. And, and, you know, there was enough of that arrogance that it was just like, all right, all right, like, seriously, dude? Like, I mean, we'll stick it out. Hopefully, like, you're just working, like, a, a build up to giving us what I want. Like, no? Oh, you're not going to do that at all, huh? Well, shit. All right, then. So, fuck it. And then when it when it came about, like, look, um, and and I, I'm telling you guys, like, I have no fucking love for the, C, uh, the, the GCW fucking management. None. None at all. No love. Um, I, I can't help but keep giving them credit for booking the way they book because they're giving fans what the fuck they want, whether I like them or I don't like them. Schlack versus Alex Cologne in a fucking no rope barbed wire match is like absolute fucking dream match. They're pulling the trigger on this fucking weekend. CCW could have fucking done that. They had Schlack before anyone had Schlack. They had Alex Cologne before anyone had Alex Cologne. DJ had to pay a fucking hospital bill because Alex Cologne is still used him after that. But it didn't fucking matter. It didn't fucking matter. They couldn't put on what the fans wanted to fucking see with Schlack. Oh, he's green. He's green. You, you don't understand. Like, you believe that. But you're greener than any fucking thing on the roster. Because with the amount of time invested and the amount of years invested as a wrestler for DJ to be as horrible as he is now, he should never say the word green. Him saying the word green is awkward for all of us listening. So it is what it is, but again, people are going to make the money that you refuse to make. And Schlack versus Alex Cologne is 
100% money. So, I mean, Shlack's promos alone are fucking crazy. How many promos have you even had him cut for fucking CZW? When he went on all the fucking podcasts before the first, uh, what was that? The, um, the Nick Gage Invitational or, no, I think that was the Tournament of Survival. Before Tournament of Survival and he, he wouldn't be announced as like a competitor because he was so, um, dedicated to being in Tournament of Death before he was in Canada Death, before he was in Tournament of Survival, before he was in any one of those things. Um, he, he was loyal to CZW. Within that realm of loyalty, you guys haven't even cashed in off of this guy. Like, you refuse to even acknowledge what this fucking guy is worth. And by the time you do, it's going to be too late. Like, he was just put over in a tournament. I forget where the fuck that was. Uh, Sovereign of Slaughter, is that what the one? I don't know. Maybe that's a different one. But he just won a tournament over there in some place. It was called, like, Primo's fucking wrestling. It was, like, sounded like a fucking pizza shop slash deathmatch company. Like, we sell fucking Zeppelis and fucking uh, light tubes, you know. You can watch a no-rope barbed wire match and get a Stromboli on the way out. Primo's fucking deathmatch company. Like, what the fuck kind of shit? But those motherfuckers already realized, like, yo, let's get that fucking guy up here and let's give him this fucking tournament because the fans are going to go nuts. It's just, it's bizarre that um, CCW keeps going this route. And then, again, he's, they're putting on students that are clearly not ready. Clearly not fucking ready. Blackwater is not more over in the fucking independent wrestling than fucking, than Schlack. But he's a fucking wired champion. I mean, it just, it doesn't make any sense. It's just DJ plays whatever favorites he wants to play. He justifies whatever his bullshit is. He gets enough people to sit around him and go like, yeah, no, you're right, DJ. Yeah, let's do that. But the fans fucking hate it. The fans hate that shit. The, the, the crowd is gone. You guys are trying to give away tickets to fucking families and friends of the wrestlers and shit like that. And then that shit leaked because someone screenshot it or whatever off the, um, you know, uh, a private group or some shit. But it's like, come on, man. You guys are fucking flailing at this point. So... I don't know. That's about all I got to say about uh, CCW right now. Um, obviously, we'll get back to some shit with them. Um, but, yeah, let me uh, let me hit this, this track, come back, because I'm going to talk about this and some other shit. You sound like a bitch, bitch. Shut the fuck up. Your fans become your haters. You done? Beers, beers. All right. Yelling at the mic. Beers, doing this once. Beers, beers. Why you yelling at the mic? Rihanna just hit me on a text. Last night, I left hickeys on her neck. Wait, you just dissed me, I'm perplexed. Insult me in a line, compliment me on the next. Damn, I'm really sorry you want me to have a heart attack. Was watching 8 Mile on my Nauta track. Realized I forgot to call you back. Here's that autograph for your daughter. I wrote it on a starter cap. Stan, Stan, son, listen, man, dad isn't mad, but how you gonna name yourself after a damn gun and have a man bun? Giant smoke, eyes open, undeniable, supplying smoke, got the fire stoke. Say you got me in a scope, but you graze me. I say one call it in a scope, and you swayzy. Your reply got the crowd yelling, woo. So before you die, let's see who can out petty who with your corny lines. Slim your roll, out Kelly, ooh, but I'm 45, and I'm still out selling you. By 29, I had three albums that it blew. Now let's talk about something I don't really do. Go in someone's daughter's mouth, stealing food. But you're a fucking molehill, now I'ma make a mountain out of you. Hold chill, acting like you'll put the chrome barrel to my bone marrow. Gonna bitch, you ain't a bow and arrow. Say you'll run up on me like a phone bill. Spraying lead, playing dead, that's the only time you hold still. Are you eating cereal or oatmeal? 
What the fuck's in the bowl, milk? Wheaties or Cheerios? Cause I'm taking a shit in them, Kelly. I need reading material. Dictionary. Yo, Slim, your last four albums suck. Go back to recovery. Oh, shoot, that was three albums ago. What do you know? Oops. Know your facts before you come at me, little goof. Luxury, oh, you broke bitch, yeah. I had enough money in O2 to burn it in front of you, ho. Younger me, no, you don't whack me. Funny, but so true. I'd rather be 80-year-old me than 20-year-old you. Till I'm hitting old age, still can fill a whole page with a 10-year-old's rage. Got more fans than you in your own city, little kitty, go play. Feel like I'm babysitting Lil Tay. Got the ditty okay, so you sit your whole day. Shooting a video just to fucking dig your own grave. Got you at your own wake, I'm the Billy Goat. You ain't never made a list. Next to no Biggie, no J, next to Taylor Swift. And that Iggy ho, you about to really blow. Kelly, they'll be putting your name next to time, next to Benzino. Why, motherfucker, like the last motherfucker saying alien vein, alien brain. Satanist. My biggest flop, so your greatest hits The game's mod again, and ain't nothing changed but the lock So before I say this bitch, I'm gonna give Jade a kiss Gotta wake up labor day to this Being rich shamed by some prick Using my name for clickbait in a state of bliss Cause I said his goddamn name, now I gotta cock back aim Yeah, bitch, pop champagne to this It's your moment, this is it As big as you're gonna get, so enjoy it Had to give you a career to destroy it Lethal injection, go to sleep, six feet deep Give you a beat for the effort, but if I was three foot eleven, you'd look up to me and for the record, you would suck a dick to fucking be me for a second. Make a ball sack to get on my channel. Give your life to be a solidified. This motherfucking shit is like Rambo when he's out of bullets. So what good is a fucking machine gun when it's out of ammo? Had enough of this tatted up mumble rapper. How the fucking him and I battle? He'll have to fuck him in my flannel. I'll give him my sandal, cause he knows long as I'm shady, he's gonna have to live in my shadow. Exhausting, letting off on my offspring Like a gun barrel, bitch, get off me You dance around it like a sombrero We can all see your fucking saucy Cause young Gerald's balls deep inside a Halsey Your red sweater, your black leather You dress better, I rap better That a death threater, a love letter Little white toothpick thinks it's over a pick I just don't like you prick, thanks for dissing me Now I had an excuse on the mic to write Not a light, but really I don't care who's on the right But you're losing the fight, you pick Who else wanted Kells? Attempt fails, button L's, fucking nails In these coffins that softest cotton nail Kill shot, I will not fail, I'm with the doc still But this idiot's boss pops pills and tells him he's got skills But Kells, the day you put out a hit, the day Diddy admits that he put the hit out They got pop kill, eh? I'm sick of you being whack and still using that motherfucking autotune So let's talk about it, talk about it I'm sick of your mumble rap mouth, need to get the cock about it Before we can even talk about it, talk about it I'm sick of your blonde hair and earrings Just cause you look in the mirror and think that you're Marshall Mathers, Marshall Mathers. Don't mean you are and you're not about it So just leave my dick in your mouth and keep my daughter out of You fucking Oh, and I'm just playing, Diddy You know I love you Yeah, uh, so look The track was dope Um, Obviously, you know, I mean If you're going to compare it to all of uh, M's past diss records It's not the dopest diss record he's ever made But he didn't need to To beat this this, uh, machine gun Kelly cat Yeah, I mean, like the dude isn't on M's level on any any uh, on any level. I mean, there, there's no there's no point where you can talk about Machine Gun Kelly being anywhere near what Eminem is. And I think that's that's pretty much all he was looking to put out there. It's like you're not on anyone's top ten. I'd rather be a fucking eighty year old me than a twenty year old you. So like you could talk that old shit all you want. You could talk that. This and that, a washed up, or this and that, but like I'd rather be. He, he even said it. Like my biggest flops are your biggest hits. Like that, it's just he did exactly what he needed to do on that track. So I mean, 
I mean, the people who were just outright saying, like, look, I mean, the Machine Gun Kelly track was dope, but they even found out or, or it leaked or some shit that, like, this shit was written, like, six months ago. So he had this shit, like, fucking ready to pop off about something. Yeah, I mean, like, whether the whole fucking thing was orchestrated or not, I don't know. I mean, it seems like, it seems a little bit far-fetched just based on, Kamikaze all came out because the other album took so much heat and he he responded specifically to shit that people said about that. So I I don't know how premeditated that could be to be premeditate the other thing. Yeah, I mean, but um it, it is what it is. Um I feel like he had some animosity. He was going to try to take a shot at fucking him and and uh, especially after he dropped that little uh subliminal or whatever he, he did on that uh I think a Tech 9 track or something. So, when he did that, he probably wrote up the track ready for him to just, like, respond and then fucking no-sold this shit. Or didn't find out about it or whatever. And then, you know, all that time later was like, oh, okay. So, I don't know. That At least that's, that's what's being said. But anybody with a brain is saying, well, M's track was better. M definitely won. So, that, that I mean, that's that's all that needed to be done. As far as, you know, something monumental being, well, I mean, he did tag some monumental shit onto there, because when was the last rapper you heard that fucking straight out said, like, oh, yeah, like, that's like uh, Puffy admitting that he got fucking pock killed, and it's like, whoa, shit, like, he came out of nowhere and just threw a motherfucking... Uh, a bullet at this dude, like, yo, like, no pun intended, but just like, yo, oh, by the way, fucking Puffy got pocketed, and, like, there's documentaries and shit that, that lead to that type of shit, and people talking that type of shit, but, like, yo, like, what rappers came out of nowhere and just said that shit, or, or out of anywhere, I mean, there wasn't anybody from the West Coast in, in Pac's fucking previous crew that fucking threw that shit out there to, to, you know, on a rap song, and I'm just, like, unprovoked, just fucking threw that shit out there in a line, like, so, to me, I think that in itself is, is pretty monumental for him to just, like, say that shit, because there's no reason for him to even, like, get into that type of territory and shit at this point in his career, there's there's no reason for him to start fucking around with people that, um, you know, had some shit like that going on, um, but, I don't know, I, I just, I don't understand, like, people are going out of their way to make, like, shitty fucking comments, and like, oh, this and that, and oh, M's track was like this or that, like, the fuck out of here, these are the same motherfuckers that were putting over Drake shit, like, oh, he fucking blazed Meek Mill, like, Drake shit is gay, man, Drake shit is straight fucking soft, like, that, that isn't the same type of fucking music, that's why when it comes down to, like, opinions on fucking entertainment these days, I really don't respect many people's opinions. Because they come out of fucking left field with this bullshit. You'll see them rocking some garbage. Justify that shit. And, and then turn around and try to fucking, you know, rip Eminem shit. Like, oh, that, that that's not up to your standards. Well, most of the time, your standards are shit. So, I, I don't really know what you're talking about. So, it is what it is. Um, I like the track again. You know, look. Um, I think, um, what the fuck was the... What was the one that I, I thought was pretty much my favorite Eminem diss? I played it not that long ago on here, so I think I have it. Oh, Nail in the Coffin. I think that was probably one of his best disses when he buried Benzino and Ja and all of that shit. And um, that was a fucking serious ass shit. But again, like, 
some of this stuff was like dudes going back and forth and back and forth and taking stabs and stabs and stabs and then it would build and build and build and then like the the major brutal diss track would come out. This is some shit where it was just like there's a shot here, there's a shot here and then that's all that's really gonna be. Like Machine Gun Kelly could go write some shit, put some shit together, but like I I don't think M's gonna even respond to that. M's waiting on each one of these motherfuckers to respond and I guarantee you he'll throw a track at every one of them. Like, I'm hoping Budden comes out of fucking retirement and uh, throws a fucking track. I, I think he'll throw some good shit out. I think um, he knows how to put raps together. I, I don't think he stands a chance against him. And I and at this point, I think M's kind of having fun with it. Like, all right, motherfuckers wanted that vicious shit. Well, all right, here's some shit for you, and here's some shit for you. Y'all motherfuckers step up, and I'll throw some more tracks. Yeah, I mean, the whole, you know, uh, thought that button put out there like, Oh, he's got to impress me. Cause I'm the superior MC. Like you're the only one that believes that get the fuck out of here. So, um, there's that. Um, I wanted to talk about the, um, Hogan hall. Jeremy had touched on this quite a bit on his show a couple weeks ago. And I had meant to hit this last week. And, uh, it slipped my mind and then the fucking thing cut off. So I really had no, uh, ability to, you know, go back to it where I wanted to. Um, on point wrestling after whack Packer Hogan's, uh, passing had named the building Hogan hall and had declared, they even had Shane Douglas part of it as far as, uh, you know, deeming it Hogan hall. And from this point on, Anytime this building is referred to, it will be known as Hogan Hall and only Hogan Hall. And um, I thought that was very respectful. I thought that was well-deserved for a guy who, look, man, I I had a fucking barbecue over here. And I'm like, yo, man, I got all this fucking food. I got these burgers and shit. I'm breaking down the fucking knowledge of these burgers. You know, fucking uh, spicy Italian sausage mixed with fucking ground beef with the fucking mushrooms, onions, and peppers on it with the fucking this and that, the mop burgers. Fucking crazy. And he's like, fuck, man, yeah. Like, he, I had this dude, like, sold. And I gave him the date for that shit, and he's like, oh, nah, I, I got uh, um, fucking old-time wrestling that day. I'm like, old-time wrestling? And it was like Billy Beefcake or some shit was in the mix. Because I was like, what the fuck is on this card that this dude is missing this shit? This dude was like, he was amped. He was amped. He was, he was going to come through, man. I was going to have to cook extra food because Hogan could put it down, man. Hogan, <laughs> Hogan could put it down. And uh, I was like, fuck, man. I, yeah, I'm going to host the shit out of this dude, man. He, he's going to love what the fuck goes on. And he's like, nah, man, I... I uh, I gotta, I can't, I can't miss this show. And I'm thinking, like, what the fuck is on this show? And, like, I didn't know a single motherfucker on that entire roster. But he was that fucking loyal, man. And that was right there in that building. You know, this, this dude did not miss a fucking show, as he told you. So be there. You know, like, he would just fucking, he'd hit you with the fucking card. And then there was, like, nothing more to be said. Like, so be there. Because that motherfucker was going to go to whatever lengths he had to fucking be there. Like, he didn't give a fuck what else was going on that day. Um, it was as dedicated as possible. And, uh, <laughs> it was fucking, uh, speaking of food, when we met the King of the Death match 2015, 
Jeremy goes up to him and tells him, like, Hogan, you know, they got burgers over there. <laughs> he said some shit like that. He's like, uh, or, or he's like, you know, they got food over there. He's like, I know I had three burgers. They ran out of burgers. I got a hot dog. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this dude, this dude clean house on some shit like that. And by the time we left, he was like, I'm hungry. I'm starving. We got to get something to fucking eat. My man was, he was on, on top of that fucking food situation. Um, so anyway, um, when they named the building after him, it was, it was only right. Um, you know, I'll be the first to tell you, like, that, like, emotionally invest bullshit, like, to me, like, I just look like, yeah, all right, motherfucker, like, why don't you financially invest in the motherfucker, maybe, like, when you book this guy, and then the next month you can't afford that guy, and then, you know, you put on some shit that people want to see, and then, like, for the next four months, like, you can't afford to bring those guys back, then, like, you know, like, you want me to emotionally invest in, what, the undercard? Like, get the fuck out of here, motherfucker. But you want to have a motherfucker that emotionally invested in every single company he intended? That's Whackpacker Hogan. A- a- above and beyond any fucking buddy else in that crowd, that dude was the happiest motherfucker to be there. Whatever you had to offer him on the in the realm of entertainment, what you were going to put down, that fucking guy was going to be there with the biggest fucking smile on his face. He came with a, with a fucking game plan. This fucking guy, he would, he'd show up with a fucking bell, a chicken, a fucking t-shirt that, that had some significance to what the fuck he was trying to get across that night. Maybe a sign. This fucking guy was, he was legit. You know what I mean? He was, he was as legit of a wrestling fan as you could possibly get. This dude was gung ho. Um, so when they named that building after him, it was meaningful. It was meaningful to anybody who knew Hogan and knew that, shit, even when I miss a fucking show, that building's going to be fucking Hogan. Because it would be. You would miss the fucking show, but he'd fucking be there. So no matter who walked into that building, no matter what companies ran that fucking building, Whackpacker Hogan's name would be there because if he was here, he'd be there. So be there. On that fucking wall, on those motherfucking flyers, on those motherfucking advertisement online, he'd fucking be there. And that was a meaningful thing to anyone who knew Hogan. And um, when it came across, you know, obviously some people who loved Hogan took that shit personally. Jeremy being one of them. And look, man, I don't attend shows or whatever, but I take that as like a fucking major thing. I I take that as something where I feel like it was well, well deserved. And I think to start going back on it or playing, you know, with what month you feel like remembering to put it on there or not. When it becomes a small detail to you guys that sometimes you remember, sometimes you don't. I don't respect that shit at all. You want people to emotionally invest, but, you know, you, you don't seem to emotionally invest. You know, it's, it's a gimmick. And to me, like, wrestling is just a fucking carny business. And, you know, whether it's not to shit on Matt Tremont, but. Everybody in the fucking business is is in the carny business. Whether you're the nicest fucking guy or you're not, the name of the game is is selling fucking snake oil. You know what I mean? You're you're supposed to go out there and tell them you're you're running the best shit on the fucking planet, whether you are or you're not. I mean, you can't tell them straight up, like, look, this show's not going to be so great, because, fuck, man, you're not going to make your money to to run the next show that might be great. So you kind of have to do a lot of telling the fans what they want to hear. But you can't insult fans' intelligence. You just can't. You can't go out there and 
say my heart and soul is in this, and I mean this, and I, I on everything I love, this is what I'm about. And then two months later, you forgot about the shit that you just sold the fans on being your fucking heart and soul. So, On Point had that habit of one month they'd remember, one month they wouldn't remember. One month they'd remember, one flyer would say it, one flyer wouldn't. And then uh, a lot of times Jeremy would pop up and remind him, and then maybe sometimes they'd fix it. But it just, he said, you know, and Jeremy was going to all the shows. So he said sometimes the banner would be up and sometimes it would not be up. Um, so now this continued, this continued over to, uh, you know, the H2O, the H2O training center and this and that. Well, that's fucking Hogan Hall still. You're training motherfuckers. You're training motherfuckers to hopefully, hopefully entertain somebody as loyal as Kevin Hogan was. You can only hope to be training somebody that's going to have anybody, any fan that goes out there and follows as loyal as Kevin Hogan did. So there should be no shame, there should be no lack of business, there should be no um, pitching things a different way in order to do some form of business. There shouldn't be a rephrasing of anything. Because, I mean, when you go to a building, you go to, you know, the the fucking uh, city field, or you go to the Citizens Bank Park, like, no one's like, what's the origin of Citizens Bank Park, or whatever, like, you know... When it was uh, Brendan Byrne Arena over there in Jersey, no one was like, I want to know Brendan Byrne's fucking background. It just was what it was. It was the fucking name of the thing. Maybe a few people would go with their Brendan Byrne history. But when it came down to it, it was just the name of the fucking building. People get used to it, and it really doesn't matter what it's fucking named. To the majority of people to just hear it. When you go to the core of the people who, who really invested in that, for instance, City Field, well, City Bank... You know, when when they fucking know that they put their fucking money and they invested in you calling it that, they're not going to fucking be okay with you occasionally forgetting to call it that because they invested millions of dollars. Now we're talking about an emotional investment, a heartfelt investment of the fans who believed and loved what you invested in the name Hogan Hall. So they're not going to appreciate it when you suddenly decide that you don't remember to tag it, you don't remember to put it up there, you don't remember to swing that banner, you don't remember to put it on your invites on Facebook, you don't remember to do whatever. It should be first and foremost because that's the investment you made. Just as you you know the the multi-million dollar companies and the baseball stadiums and the football stadiums take that investment of the funding that they get to name the stadium what they're naming, you took the emotional investment. Everybody's emotionally invested, right? You took the emotional investment of the fans to call it what it deserved to be called based on the most loyal fan you will ever, you'll never see another fan as loyal as that. And in homage to that, you did the right thing and you named it that. So don't don't forget that emotional investment because the fans who don't even have that level of loyalty will look at your loyalty to the person who was most loyal to you. And when they see that feign, when they see that, that flicker on and off, maybe they'll skip a show here and there. Maybe they'll decide, mm, yeah, I was going to go, but shit, I got other stuff to do too. When they see that unbroken loyalty in you, it breeds respect. It shows respect that that is sometimes returned through the fans, when they see that you're that type of company, that you'll never fucking forget. 
the one who fucking put food on your plate month in and month out. The one that was more dedicated than whoever you could find out there. So I take it I take it as a as a disrespect. And I take it as something that, that Matt Tremont is absolutely responsible for. He's the owner of the building now. So from this point forward, well, that point forward when he bought that building, it's on him to hire the web crew, to hire the this, to hire the that, to make sure that that shit flies fucking high. It comes down to it, if he owns that fucking building, it should be painted on the fucking wall. doesn't need to be hung in a banner. No matter who fucking runs there, that's what it is. It's what it is. doesn't need to be the OTW arena during the day and during the night be Hogan Hall because that's when On Point runs in and whatever. If if Matt Tremont owns that fucking building, it should be that 24 fucking hours a day. They should run fucking flea markets in there. Well, it'd be a small-ass flea market, but they run a flea market in there or a fucking bingo game at Hogan Hall and then let the old people go, ah, I don't know why it's called Hogan Hall. Ah, they run wrestling here. Ah, maybe it's Hulk Hogan. Let them speculate all they want, but when it comes down to it, the name of the building is Hogan Hall because that's what you guys invested in it. So... That, that's just what I wanted to say about that. Um, let me see. Uh, what what else did I want to talk about? Uh, I do want to talk a little football. Um, now this past week, man, I lost this motherfucking bet. I told you guys about this fucking bet. I lost this fucking bet. Oh, my fucking God. This shit tore me up. Um, now, look. I bet $80. If I won, it paid $720, and I came so fucking close all day long. Um, This wasn't a bet that, look, man, I still don't regret it. Obviously, you know, in retrospect, you go, I wish I bet a little less. But if you won, you wish you would have bet more. So it is what it is. Got to take it as, as as it is. I don't regret it because if all day the Steelers were up 7 nothing. 10, 13, yeah, 13, 10 Steelers and this and that, and the Chiefs were fighting from behind. I'd go, you know, man, this is a bad bet, man. The Steelers bounce right back. They're ready for this bullshit, this and that. The fucking Kansas City Chiefs, I'm back. I, I'm in the yard. I don't have uh, full coverage on this game anyway. I, I had red zone, but I had to go out. I had to be in the yard uh, doing some shit with the chicken pen and uh, building something in there with uh, you know, a friend of mine that, that's helping me with all the building. So I couldn't just like bail on them and be inside watching red zone. But I'm like staring at my fucking phone every five seconds, like watching this fucking score. And Kansas City jumps out right away. Seven nothing. Kansas City jumps out. Fourteen nothing. I'm looking like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's it's first quarter. It's early as shit. I know it's fucking I, I know my bank account is not any bigger yet. It's only the first quarter. But to see them jump out 14 nothing in Pittsburgh does not tell you, Hey, you were wrong for betting that next thing. They, they jump out 21, nothing. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh shit here. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm now I'm starting to get a little bit fucking antsy. Like, Oh, oh shit. Neil, the motherfucking ball guys just, <laughs> just <laughs> fucking run the clock out. Start, start clock running formations in the first half. I don't get, let's get to the fucking buzzer. I'm like, let's wrap this shit up. Seven hundred twenty dollars, man. I'm gonna pay off the vet bill. I'm gonna do this and this. Uh, so obviously that you know that that's not how football works. So uh, by the end of the first half, Steelers come back. Steelers tied up. So I said, all right, look, 
we're going into the second half completely fresh. We know the Chiefs are capable of jumping out on the Steelers. We know that they're capable of running away a little bit. I just need that to happen when I need it to happen at the end of the game. Even if they're up seven, I need them to score that one more, you know. Uh, Fucking, they jump out seven. I think they jumped out. Either the Steelers answered back or they jumped out again. But I think they jumped out again. Um, And they were up 14 again. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I want to say the Steelers answered, and they answered back. So it was back at 14. Going into the fourth quarter, the Steelers had kicked a field goal or some shit where it wound up being I was up 12. 12 fucking points. All I need is a fucking field goal to push me back over. And I'm just watching. And the fucking clock is getting lower. The clock is getting lower. The clock is getting lower. And I'm just hoping that the fucking Chiefs are in some form of drive that's going to end in a fucking field goal. And then I saw Pittsburgh score jump up seven. And I said, fuck, it's over. Because the Chiefs have no reason to try to fucking score more points. They just want to fucking get rid of the, you know, end this fucking game and win in Pittsburgh, which is enormous. Uh, Pat Mahomes, six fucking touchdowns. Six fucking touchdowns he threw. Come on, man. So, hey, man, uh, again, I all day I was fucking right. And I ended wrong. I mean, it's just. That's just how it goes. That's why it paid off as big as it paid off. It would have paid off as big as it would have paid off because it's not the expected result. But I would say that it wasn't the expected result for them to jump out 21 nothing either. So it's just, uh, I'd say I came a shitload fucking closer than most people thought I was going to come. And uh, I had you know a bunch of people watching it because I told them about the bet and were like, oh shit, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was goddamn close. Um my Niners, uh, they fucking, they were out pretty heavy straight up. And then they ended up, uh, kind of letting the Lions back in. You know, they, they're kind of playing. I don't know if the Lions are as bad as they're being made out to be. Um, they played really bad against the Jets. But they still gave a little back and forth at some point or another. They let the Jets score a shitload of points. But they, they did, uh, give a little bit of you know, push back. Um, I will say, you know, week one, we really had the, the opportunity to win that game. It wasn't that far out. Uh, we damn sure didn't get blown out. And right now the Vikings who we lost to, and we had, I mean, we had a fucking fumble on the goal line. We had like a bunch of shit that again, look, the Vikings played better fucking football and they, they won that game. But the Vikings are currently being called the third best team in the NFL. They're ranked the third best team in the NFL, and we lost to them by a close margin. Now, sure, we let the the um, Detroit Lions get a little bit close, close out. So now my question going into next week is, what do we look like against the Kansas City Chiefs? Hey, man, um, all signs are saying the Chiefs are going to beat the shit out of us. But you watch, man. If we're able to go out there and we're able to sling with them and we're able to stay neck and neck with them, watch out for them 49ers, man. Because going into Kansas City, I, you don't expect the Niners to go in there and get a win. Boy, if they do, motherfuckers are going to be looking at the Niners, aren't they? But if they don't and they stay in the game with the Kansas City Chiefs, I think they're worth fucking look anyway, aren't they? 
That's what I'd say. And Garoppolo, he's going out there. He's making some mistakes, but the dude is bouncing right the fuck back. He's bouncing back. He's throwing strikes. He's finding his fucking receivers. This dude's field vision is is top notch. Uh, he's taking a lot of fucking sacks right now. A lot of sacks. Uh, that that's got to change. He's throwing a couple picks. That that's got to change. But I mean, some things are gonna switch up. Uh, defensively, we're gonna get Ruben Foster back. I believe next week, not this coming week. I believe he's coming back in week four. I really think we're going to solidify the middle of the field with him. Everybody's going to be more um, tuned into their assignments when he covers a lot of ground. He really does. And uh, I think that's really going to free up a lot of guys to do what they're supposed to do. I think we're going to have more of a tight defense than we we have now. But again, we're putting up a good fight against some pretty tough things. Um, I mean, we had – we had Minnesota locked down quite a bit for a team that's, I mean, just beat the fucking Packers, didn't they? I think they beat the Packers, right? Um, so, yeah, uh, I, I'm very, very hopeful. Again, we play the Rams twice this year. We We are going to be tested amongst tested. We barely lost to the fucking third best team in the NFL. We... Beat the Lions, who aren't getting any credit right now, so that's surely not an accomplishment. But we definitely pulled our first win a lot sooner than we did last year. Um, From what I remember, I don't remember when our first win was, but I don't think it was early. Um, And, and, you know, going forward, again, we have a lot of tests ahead of us. I bet you we surprise people on on one or two of them. And, uh, I mean, the, the, the Seahawks are tanking. So right now, even if the Rams are the the class of the NFC, we're going to be contending. We're going to be contending. We're going to be fighting for a wild card spot. And then it's anybody's game come the playoffs. You know, we'll see what we look like against the Rams. You don't know. We might match up nice against them. Might be fucking surprised in some of the things that you see out of us this year. At least that's, that's my hopeful Niner fan opinion. But uh, time will tell. I, I can't talk you into believing that shit let let them fucking play the game out there so um the bears defense is looking crazy khalil mack is the fucking man i mean if you're a chicago bears fan y'all better be running around with a fucking khalil mack jersey by the end of the year oh and you better hope the motherfuckers re-sign them they better get rid of whatever the fuck they need to to structure a contract for that dude because if he plays for this you gave up all those fucking first-round picks. You are not winning the fucking Super Bowl this year. If you think you are, you're fucking highly delusional. Um, in my opinion, um, your quarterback is, is Trubisky is, is not – he's not elite. He's not, like, next-level shit. I think he's he's average at best. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but there's a lot of times that Jay Cutler wasn't a bad quarterback either. So I, I don't know that you're looking at that much of a difference as far as a game breaker, as far as a, a big, uh, you know, a guy who's who's going to really bust open a game. I, I don't think you got that right now. Um, but Khalil Mack is, is just fucking insane. Um, you know, that, that defense is something to watch, obviously. You know, you got Roquan Smith in there, fucking Khalil Mack. I mean, this shit is crazy. And then, uh, obviously, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Their defense is just bananas. I mean, that that's the shit right there. That, uh, they're, they're, you know, they just beat the fucking Pats. That That's a team to watch out for in the fucking AFC. 
Uh, the Eagles got um, fucking uh, Carson Wentz coming back. But I, I don't know if they just bounce right the fuck back and, you know, catch wins and shit. They got the Colts. The Colts haven't really hit their stride either. People people had wild predictions this year. They had predictions that the Colts were going to win their fucking division. They had, they had predictions that the fucking uh, the, the Steelers were going to win the Super Bowl. Two of their best fucking players. One of them's on fucking Twitter talking shit. And the other guy's yelling at the fucking offensive coordinator to fucking trade him. And then you got Ben. Trying to hold it together. So, I, I, that's why half the time I hate the fucking preseason predictions. Where they're going to tell me who the offensive player of the year is going to be. Like, it's the fuck up. What the fuck do you know about who's going to play the best out of everybody in the fucking NFL this year? Get the fuck out of here. You know? You want to you wanna see how fucking ridiculous that is. You, you just let me play fantasy football on a... Whoever I draft first is fucking knocked out of the league. <laughs> I stopped playing that shit, but I had uh, David Johnson last year. <laughs> Motherfucker played like one game. Just knocked the fuck out for the season. You know, uh, I'm sure he was on somebody's list as offensive player of the year, right? Before the season. That shit, that shit doesn't pan out. So, yeah, there, there's that. Um, what what goes on this week, man? And then you got... um. Fucking uh, Monday Night Football is going to be the Steelers and the fucking Bucks. This, this Bucks train is going to fucking stop. You know that that this uh, Fitzpatrick is not going to run the whole fucking season looking like this. He's not. Uh, he, he better enjoy his time while he's got it. I, I honestly think this has got to be the Bucks have just a fantastic offensive game plan going. Like they have they have some real dope fucking offensive scheme. They, I, it's got to be what it is, right? Like, Fitzpatrick just didn't just now find out how to be a great quarterback, right? Like, that's that's not what's happening. So, um, yeah, I wonder, man. Did the Steelers take another fucking hit? Do the Bucks fucking go up like three, three and oh? I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting one for sure. Uh, I think I got like the Pats. Lions or some shit on a uh, Sunday night football. It, it's it's one of those. Uh, yeah, well that's that's unfortunate. Let me see. Uh, you know, so in the football pool I was picking, I got ten wins. The the leader got eleven. So again, I I missed my fucking my my big bet, but I'm still an absolute beast on picking games, man. I'm uh gonna continue to fucking just do what I do. Pick fucking games. I, I don't know about, um, I don't know about, I don't think I'm going to make any, uh, bets this week. I'm going to take a week off because I went higher than I wanted to. I wanted to make like a, a, a 30 or $40 bet every week. So I went 80 this past week. Shit, if I want to, would have bet big again, you know what I mean? But, uh, taking that loss, I said, all right, let me just fall back. I really don't like many of the matchups as far as like a big payout. So I'll probably take this week off as far as, uh, like that type of betting. And uh, just just keep an eye on shit, and see if I can get a, a feel for something. You know, um, it's uh. So anyway, uh, what do we? What else? I think the the Sunday night game. Yeah, Sunday night game is New England Detroit. So that, that's a messy one, you know. A lot of just kind of lopsided shit. Uh, Dallas and Seattle is kind of a coin flip. I think Dallas can go out there and win that. Seattle is is not good, and I'm loving it. So, um, 
Chargers and Rams. Yeah, the Rams are favored seven and a half. That I mean that's that's just a tough one. Buffalo's up against Minnesota. Minnesota's favored by sixteen and a half, so they're they're predicting a blowout there. Uh, that's tough. I mean Buffalo, you really can't count on them to just go out there and uh, you know shock the world. That's kind of the bets that I want. The bets that I want is the one where I can look at the team who's not favored and go, they're gonna fucking pull off this win because that's what that's when you flip you know a, a twenty bucks into a couple hundred. You know that's that's that shit right there. But uh yeah, so excited for more football. I'm I'm loving football season as always. Just just to be able to talk shit on, on you know the football as it goes on and watch all the games in the fucking red zone and you know just the whole fucking experience. Watch my Niners out there making continuous progress to getting back to that playoff fucking team. Yeah, I mean heading towards that fucking sixth ring. It's gonna it's coming, man. Whether it's this year, whether it's a couple years from now, it, it's it's coming. You fucking watch. So, but uh yeah, that that's uh that's all I really wanted to talk about with football. Um what else did I want to cover? Oh, I I want to cover this fucking uh this bullshit on uh let me see. I got to pull up the fucking link. This bullshit about Bert and Ernie, man. Um motherfuckers agendas are are way off. And it's like people are using whatever the fuck they they can to try to promote their agendas. And like a, a former writer came out and, and said that, uh, you know, or Bert and Ernie are a couple, they're a loving couple, they're gay, you know, whatever. It, it, it had gotten spun in a way where Bert and Ernie are gay, they're gay. And, and uh, enough so that the they had to come out and just be like, look, they're not, they're not gay. They're, they're puppets. We don't, we don't have any agenda on uh, sexualizing these puppets. That, that that's not that's not what we do. And uh, it, it's like uh, let me see. So then uh, the, the, here's here's what pisses me off. The thing is is like yeah, it, Muppets are my shit. You know what I mean? It, it's a very wholesome, very innocent, um, very fun, funny, family entertainment. It, it, it's something that that I have a strong bond with because there was so much good about it. There, there's so much good about it, and it, it's just such a good form of entertainment. That's why I wasn't really good with the um, the new revamped one. They tried to make it all adult-like and shit on TV. Like I wasn't with it, man. I wasn't with them trying to fucking switch the puppets to something that was the the Muppets to, to something that was edgy. Uh, you know, this is like they did that Happy Time Murder shit. I, I want to see that because you're not taking established characters and turning it into something to try to cater to the audience. The Muppets are the Muppets. You don't you don't reinvent the fucking Muppets. This, this, they are what they are. You know what I mean? And back when you know Burnt Ernie were created. They they were just fucking roommates. That that's what they were. They were roommates. You know, you got the one fucking goofball. They got the other one that's smarter. The ones into pigeons. The other ones into the rubber ducky. I mean, they, they got a whole fucking gimmick going. 
You don't have fucking, oh, well, are they dating? What the fuck out of here? What the fuck's your problem? That you gotta have, you gotta have some fucking connection. You gotta have some fucking agenda pushing behind a fucking, a, a kid's show. So then, Bob McGee said some shit that, that, to me, like, and I typed a response to it, but, like, I didn't have any, um, service, so when I hit send, I guess it didn't send, and then it also, like, didn't save any fucking where, so it was just gone, so I said, alright, well, I'd rather save it for my fucking show anyway. But, he posted, uh, what is sad is that the Sesame Workshop didn't simply say that they're puppets and leave it at that. They said the puppets aren't gay, as if being gay is a bad thing. Pretty bad message to put out there. They've done some really good stuff, such as having puppets with ASD to show kids different isn't bad. So if a puppet can be autistic, why is it so far-fetched to have LGBT ones? And I responded with, because they're not gay, they're not straight, they're not sexually oriented characters. Why is everyone so sensitive that the first side gets to put up the fake story that they're gay, and then the company has to walk on eggshells. Fuck that. 2018 society is fucking stupid. And then he goes, he didn't say that they were gay before. Thing is, like I said before, they have a puppet who is ASD to address kids who are. The specific denial is more of an issue than any gender preference they were supposed to have. The specific denial by Sesame Workshop isn't is what's at issue and that is valid the question fuck you fuck every motherfucker like you because look why the fuck is it now everybody's sensitive everything's a fucking personal attack so the fact that 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 there's an article that comes out that says Burton Ernie is gay if that was never your agenda as running this fucking company, if that was never your agenda for them to be gay, you cannot come out and say they're not gay. Now you're gay bashing just because well, what's wrong with being gay? Why does everything have to turn into the fucking Seinfeld episode where they go, not that there's anything wrong with that. Like you have to preface what you're saying about anything gay by saying, oh, no, I mean, everything's great with that. It just they just don't happen to be gay. Just like I would be fine with their gay, but they just happen to not be gay. No, no, they're not. They're not. You guys are talking that shit like, yeah, yeah, they're gay. No, they're not. They're not gay. That's, that's not that's not what they are. Why why is that an offensive thing? Because someone's trying to push an agenda and make them part of the fucking movement. And then, oh, well, they, they have an ASD character to try to remain. Yeah, that's their fucking choice. If they choose to introduce a character to use that to teach a lesson or, or, or to, you know, run a storyline that teaches some kind of moral or lesson, that's their fucking choice. They don't have to hitch their wagon to every fucking agenda, every fucking group out there. Everybody gets a fucking puppet and they get to push it to the fucking moon with their own fucking angles. Oh, Bert and are gay. Oh, now this one's going to be this and this puppet's going to re- be Republican and that one's going to be fucking Christian and, and, and that one's going to be a Muslim puppet. Like, now everybody's got to fucking separate these puppets in the fucking corners, and, like, there'll be fucking battles over what this puppet said to that puppet and how that was insensitive and shit. These sensitive motherfuckers, and if that's really how you feel, like, oh, the problem is that how they specifically denied it. Like, oh, fuck yourself. This, these sensitive motherfuckers are ruining comedy. 
They're ruining fucking every bit of entertainment they could possibly get their opinions on. Every time anything comes up, it's like, I don't like the way you said that. That's really offensive. There's a difference between a fucking hate crime and just being offended because you heard a fucking word. Or you determined the sentence didn't go the way you wanted it to go, so now it's a personal attack. Now Now it's a fucking hate crime. Oh, fuck yourself. It's just like, you know, if everybody is equal, if if we're going to go with the, the the statement that everybody is equal, and that's how it should be, that is how it should be, everyone is equal, why is it completely against the fucking rules to joke with certain people? Certain sexual orientations you can't joke with. Certain certain genders or, or, or certain uh, religions or certain uh, nationalities you, you can't joke with. You have to watch your words with this one and that one. You could, you could tell, uh, you know, a, a straight male, oh, you're a piece of shit, motherfucker. But if you said the word faggot around not even just a gay person, you said that around a person who's sensitive to gay people, that's a hate crime. Like, first of all, I wasn't even talking about a gay person. You're, you're not even gay on top of it. But you can be offended at that to such a level where I'm like a fucking bigot based on you hearing the word that doesn't really even apply to you nor the person you're offended for on behalf of you've decided what this fucking hate crime is and this this is fucking not in 2018 not on my watch get the fuck out of here go fuck yourself speaking of um dj hyde was over in uh whatever one of those bar wrestling things dj hyde the guy who's uh very um very uh, business-oriented and, and, and always does the right thing for business and makes sure that, you know, says the right thing and there's certain ways that you have to conduct. And, well, man, when we talked about the uh, the Hall of Fame with Trent, it was like, well, he didn't die under good circumstances and I run a business and there's different partners that I have that would view things a different way. So in this bullshit-sensitive fucking society, what does DJ do? Why do you want to fuck me, you stupid fucking faggot? You know what I'm saying? Stupid fucking faggot. Stupid fucking faggot. Stupid fucking faggot. This is the same guy that 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 Bob McGee will go out there and support and fucking defend to the death. This guy will go out there and tell everybody they're fucking wrong about what they're saying about DJ and that's bullshit and this and this and this and he'll tell you, oh, when you say, oh man, CCW drew like a hundred people. Oh, that's not even true. They drew 115. It's like, okay, Bob, Jesus fucking Christ. We're not really being that literal. It's a, it's just like, it's weird how motherfuckers choose, you know, one thing to be super offended by, oh, just, just fucking, but they said they weren't gay. Like, what the fuck's wrong with that? And of course, he didn't curse because that would be offended to somebody. And, and then, you know, again, DJ could just be out there, you know, saying saying what he's got to say. Stupid fucking faggot. And I'm not offended. I'm not offended at all, man. I, I'm down with motherfuckers saying whatever the fuck they want to say. When you start hurting someone personally, when you start holding someone back, when you start attacking someone physically, when you start actually trying to do harm onto another person because of their race, their gender, their religion, I, I think that's wrong. I think that's 100% wrong. 
But back to the sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. I, I, I feel like that should fucking apply with things. Because words only have the power you give them. And motherfuckers are giving them so much fucking power these days. And I, I could not be more annoyed by it. I could not be more fucking irritated by the power that people give words. They get so fucking unbelievably offended that it's like you might as well have just fucking like started a fucking movement and and, like burned fucking crosses and and and, like just completely physically attacked fucking people of, uh, of different race or creed like that's how you spend your days off. That that you get viewed the same fucking way if you say the wrong thing, and it's like not in 2018. You should be fucking thrown off a cliff, and it's like what? You sound like more of the problem because you are angry as fuck over words, and uh, not all of them really have like you know strong fucking vehement hate behind it. It's just like eh, you say this word, and like again, like. Do you think DJ Hyde is, is really anti-gay because he said, you stupid fucking faggot, as a response to a heckle and shit in the thing? I don't think he's anti-gay. I think he acts quite gay in all of his Disney excursions. Every time he goes to Disney World, I think he looks extremely gay. I don't think he's against gay people. You know what I mean? So, I, that's just me. I, it's just, I, I think it's fucking silly that everybody needs to get this fucking riled up. You're only on this fucking planet for so long. If you're going to spend your whole fucking life being offended and mad at some shit that somebody said and you're just fucking like, I'm tired of this and that fucking comedian's off my list because he hit a fucking nerve. That's too soon for that. Fuck that guy. They should get rid of that guy. Oh, this guy said that on TV. He must be with that side. Oh, get rid of that fucking guy. Oh, this guy said that. Oh, do you have a recording of that guy fucking saying that? Oh, we should get him fucking fired. Just, like, shut the fuck up, man. Just just do your own fucking thing. Jesus fucking Christ. So. I I don't know. Um. But anyway, I I think that's about all I got. Check out the Hot Tag Podcast with Shaheen and Boxman over there. Check out... I got your five stars with Jeremy. He's doing his thing. I didn't listen to the show yet. I think he did one today. Or he put one up today. I didn't get to listen to that one yet. Um, so yeah, man, uh, actually next week I'm going to be doing, um, an interview with EC Negro dude has been in the business a long fucking time. He's been around. I'm not going to go out and tell you that he's been my favorite wrestler all along. I even had it into, I had it out with him online quite a bit at some point. I was on this show calling him RC Cola and everything else. And, um, but he's been around a long fucking time. He lived that heel gimmick, and he would get under people's fucking skin, including mine online and shit. And, uh, you know, that, that's what he wanted to do. That was his, his, his route was going to be pissing people off 24 hours a day the best he could because he wanted to be a lifelong heel. Uh, that's a, He wanted to sell his fucking product to the point where you hated him before, during, and after the show. So, and I didn't really attend most of these shows, so, it, it, you know, I mean, again, that was his route. But he just recently is retiring, retired, retiring from wrestling to focus on his family, which I find extremely respectful and uh, respectable, I should say. And um, I know the dude's got stories, man. He's He's been around a long time, you know, trained with Homicide, 
back in the day, Jersey All-Pro, worked some early CZW back in the early 2000s, did some stuff with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, was was their tag team. And, um, you know, at some point they broke off, so we're going to hear about that. Um, he recently had a little run-in with uh, Frank Goodman, screwing him over. And uh, I'm sure we'll hear about that and, and many other things. You know, again, he's been around for a lot of years, so I definitely want to have him on and chat up some some things that, uh, you know, he's seen over the years and done over the years. So um, I think it should be a very good, entertaining interview. And um look forward to that. Um, you know, I, other than that, you know, I, I, like I said, hit me up. You got some shit going on. Uh, if you got some, some topics, whatever. That's some pretty major shit going on in my life. Some kind of life-altering type shit. I don't really talk about it too much. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm kind of all over the place with uh, whether I'm doing the show, whether I'm not doing the show, what I'm doing here, there, whatever. So, uh, doing my best to train. I am back in the tattoo shop next week on fucking Thursday, I believe. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. A lot, a lot of shit going on. And, uh... Yeah, like I said, GCW is doing a show this week. I, at the very least, I'm gonna try to uh, watch that no rope barbed wire match over the weekend because that that alone to me is a uh, is a big fucking matchup. So something that you know, if you're talking fantasy booking or whatever, who would you like to see this or that? It would be uh, you know, Alex Falone Schlack no rope barbed wire. That's just fucking crazy. I mean, they they're gonna do wild shit in that match. I guarantee it. Um. I, I saw some other shit, like like Schlack, Marcus Crane, uh, Casanova, and somebody else. Fuck. I apologize for not remembering the fourth person. Maybe Cannonball? I don't know. Somewhere. VOW, maybe? They're having, like, some kind of barbed wire cage where they have to fucking get wire cutters and cut themselves out of the cage in order to win. Like, it's just a complete cage of barbed wire. That sounded pretty fucking innovative. So I'd imagine, especially with a guy like Schlack and Marcus Crane in the match, they're just going to pretty much die. Um, it'll probably be like the one surviving member that cuts himself out while the rest of them bleed out. Uh, it sounds fucking insane. So, um, but yeah, so uh, check that out. Check everything out. Uh, check whatever the fuck you want out. Um, I got Madden on the fucking Gamefly. So I'm going to try to pop onto that sometime this week too and uh yeah if you got the ps4 fucking hit me up maybe play a game all right um i think that's all i fucking got and uh I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week stupid fucking faggot i was hoping to hit that closer to the fucking outro so let's try that again stupid fucking faggot Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me.
I'll listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So, what I make you good? Like Jesus tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Cusa Kids Radio. Jesus! So say good night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools. 